0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE as certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Everyone knows that April showers bring May flowers, but flooding in Mississippi is a thing. When protecting your home from a potential flood, there are some best practices we'll share today along with an April maintenance checklist. But as always, we want to hear from you. Let us uh, help you with your latest... Home improvement projects. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877 MPB ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or send an email to fix it one oh one at MPBonline.org. How are you guys this morning, Jeff and Pam?
1: Oh, it's awesome. I figure Jeff's getting ready to pour a slab. That's why it's pouring down rain outside.
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask him where he's gonna be teeing off from today. So,
2: <laughs> hey Pam, it's worse than that. Uh oh, we are we are <laughs> I love it. Um, we are doing a, a fairly substantial remodel, and uh, this particular remodel comes with a basement.
0: Huh.
1: You, oh wow! You, you heard me. Oh yeah. Oh wow.
2: yeah. And and the basement is dug out right now.
0: So. Oh, fabulous!
2: Yeah, yeah, but we we have sandbags, we have plastic, we have drainage put in place. Um, so our basement right now, it, the the dirt is staying dry. That's
0: well, unbelievable. Now
1: it's a basement, but tomorrow it could be a swimming
0: pool, right? Uh, no. Watching, <laughs> it's funny watching a bunch of uh, Southerners trying to figure out how to do a basement. It's, How uh, basement? Right. right.
1: Yes. I was doing an inspection one time and, uh, in a house that had a basement, and I opened up the uh, door and was walking down the stairs, and it was full of water. And I looked over, and there was an electric water heater sitting in the water. And that's when the inspector said, I'm not going down there.
0: <laughs> right. Well, guess wow.
3: what?
0: You know,
2: in this basement, I'm also putting a, uh, a full kitchen and a bath. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So think think about how I'm gonna get my water out of there. You know, well, my my, my, my you, sewer.
0: You shouldn't have a hard time getting it in there. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, getting it out, you gotta have one right. of those. is it one of those like pressurized it's things? It's like thing. a, a like a pump right that, yeah. that you right, use. Right, right.
0: He's not talking about that. He's saying there's not gonna be a drop down there when it gets down there because they've sandbagged it. So anyway, what are you working on, Pam?
1: Well, I wanted to mention something. <laughs> Jeff, you'll love this. So I get a phone call because these these folks were dealing with some issues. Let's just put it like that. Uh-huh. So I went over there to look at the issues, and the homeowner, believe it or not, crawled under the house with me. So we're crawling along, and he's showing me some things. And I look up, and there's rotten flooring. And I was like, well, what's this? He goes, what do you mean, what's this? I said, well, what? There's some rotten wood right here. What's that from? He goes, "Oh, I don't know. So right. anyway, we finished looking at what his issues are. We come back up, and I walked over. I said, this is right where this was. It's under your refrigerator. He goes, oh. I opened up his refrigerator, and I looked down on the bottom shelf. It's full of water. I said, well, you got there's kind of an issue with the, with the refrigerator going on. I pulled the shelf out, and it was completely rusted out and a big glob of ice. Because the refrigerant line was probably leaking. And I told him, I said, the only reason your apples are cold is because of this block of ice in the bottom of your refrigerator. Wow. (laughs) So it might be time for a new refrigerator. So let me just say this. If you have lived in your house over 10 years, you might want to consider getting a home inspection.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Very good point. Wow. Um, Okay. That's a great I mean, moral to that story.
1: Yeah, he thought he had an issue over there, but I, uh, um, no, you got – and That's... then on top of that, listen to this, Jeff. This was great. You, you can listen to, Jason. I know Okay, you're
0: thank you. Show. I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: yeah, so you can listen to – so they were dealing with some air conditioning, and, you know, air conditioning in a crawl space is a bad idea. Okay. Let anybody tell you that's a good, a bad idea in Mississippi. So they had some problems with that. So I was walking around looking at all the registers, and I went into the piano room, and I was like, well, where's the register? So I used my thermal camera to uh-huh. try to find out where the air was coming out. It was under the rug. Oh. So I I pulled the rug up, and all the floor was rotted out. Oh, no. Like, you know um, what's um,
0: even worse there? You mentioned there was a piano. Pianos are uh-huh. made of wood, and if they've got humidity, they'll... I mean they they rot out after doing Yeah, they
1: don't. Yeah. And that reminds me of another story. So
0: (laughs) Goodness gracious. I was go.
1: I know. I was crawling under a house one time and and I knew that there was a dip in the floor. So I was like, I gotta get over there and figure out what's going on. So I crawled and crawled and crawled and there was a piano in that room. And I get to the certain spot. I was like, I cannot figure out what's going on here. So, I, you know, what I'll do when I'm in a crawl space and I get tired is I roll over and lay on my back for a minute and kind of gather myself. And I rolled over and looked up and the joist above me was split completely in half. And I was like, this is probably not a good place to stop.
0: No, and or lay down.
1: Or lay down. Yeah. yeah, I think I need to kind of move over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I found it. I found the dip
0: in the floor. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. All right, guys. We got. It. We have to start the show at some point. So let's just go ahead and go to Angie in Mobile, and uh, she's trying to change the color of the tile. And I guess your restroom is that where we're talking about, Angie? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. So what's going on?
4: Well, I moved into this house and the bathroom was literally like five different colors. Right. And and I've pulled most of it together, but the bathroom floor has a tile that has literally three different colors in it. Right. And um, I just want to, I just want it white. I just want to change it, but people have told me I have to get an acid wash. Um, I have to just break up the tile and pull it out and. I just heard a lot of random stories. So I'm just wondering what a, you know, non-professional person like myself can do to just kind of fix that.
0: Um, I can tell you from one non-professional to another, painting tile is, is futile. It just, it, uh-huh. it, it, I agree. I agree. It, it just, it, it's like, it, it's never going to be what's in your head and no. it's going to scratch off it will. Yeah. Oh, it is. So.
2: That that there there's something floating around Facebook and on the internet of this brand new product that's going to stick to tile and you know what it probably will stick as long as you don't use it as long as you don't walk on it. Right. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. Impossible. With that, right. With with that being said, the bathroom is probably relatively small, probably five feet wide. That's a standard tub and 10 or 12 feet long. And, and I'm picturing this in my, in my head. So we're not talking, you know, a great deal of labor to get this tile removed. Uh, if, if it were me, I'm going to put some safety glasses on. I'm going to put some gloves on and I'm going to remove the tile and I'm going to go get some tile that I like and uh, I'm I'm probably going to lay tile.
0: And and let me say, Angie, I know this sounds very daunting, especially if you're, uh, yeah. you know, like like uh, don't do this kind of stuff. But you know what? Uh, the neatest thing, and you can do this. Now, you don't want to start in the middle of your bathroom, but you start maybe out, uh, you know, on the driveway on a piece of wood or something. This is going to sound crazy, but you can go to one of the local home stores. And on certain days, they'll even teach you how to put tile down. And I know it sounds crazy, Angie, but it's not that difficult. As long as you follow the instructions, it'll come out just right on every time. uh, If if you do that. Yeah, yeah. You can actually, people can lay tile. It's not as easy as it looks on the home shows. And it will not come out in 15 minutes. This is a thing that, you know, takes a couple of days to get it right. But uh, you can save a boatload of money doing it yourself or you can hire somebody. And this is not a big job, Angie. So,
1: okay, yeah, it's probably the most intimidating thing is going to be cutting the tile. That's, you know, and if you're in a bathroom, you're going to have to pull the toilet. You better pull the toilet to do
0: it. And there, there's so, some there's some specific stuff to do here, Angie, but there is nothing like, you know, uh, Jeff and I have talked many times about the hammer scale one to five. And I would say, you know, putting in tile is about a three to four. You know, it's not oh, the most okay. difficult thing you'll do in, in home improvement at all. You want to do something and, really difficult, go over your head.
2: Yeah. And, no. to, you know, Angie, um, yes. cut the tile, put the tile in. If you don't like it, pull it pull it back up. You know you're not you're not doing this for a living. You're not trying to win a race here. Um, and, and and at the end of the day, uh, you know I think your satisfaction level would be huge.
0: Yes, and and I and and don't let anyone sell you. I can make your old tile work. No, nah. don't let anybody sell you that. No.
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, I have one more question. If sure. I decided to pay someone. Um my bathroom pro- this particular bathroom probably is like a standard. Um mm-hmm. approximately how much am I looking at
0: to do just the floor?
4: Yeah, I just want the floor done.
0: Okay. I will let someone who gets paid for that do that. Anyone who wants to talk now can.
1: Um, well, that would be Jeff cuz I don't get paid. Well, okay. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> okay, a plumber is going to pull your commode and set it back. That's that's a minimum of two two hundred and fifty dollars to remove it. Let let someone do the tile and put it back. Uh, remove the tile is going to cost three or four hundred. Lay the tile back down. You know five five hundred. You're 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 are hundred dollars real easy. Now I know I've got some listeners saying, "Oh my God, Jeff, that's that's ridiculous." Blah blah blah. It's only two dollars a foot. Right. Well. You're you're right, but keep in mind I'm doing sixty feet, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why on a small job like this, I'm encouraging you to take your time and do it yourself. It, it, it can Thank be you. done, but obviously you've asked the question and I, and I've told you so. I would I would budget fifteen hundred dollars if I'm going to hire someone.
4: Well, I think I'll try it. <laughs> There you I go. Did, there is a small bathroom and
0: the only thing right. you—the only thing that can happen—is that you do it, you boo-boo it up, and then you pay somebody the fifteen hundred dollars to come and do it.
2: There you go. To yeah. fix
1: it, yeah. Right. At least you try. <laughs> put your put your toe in the water right.
0: and <laughs> see.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank, well,
0: thank you, you, Angie.
1: Mark so much. I appreciate it. Hey,
0: appreciate let us know how it goes.
1: Yeah.
5: Oh, give us an update.
4: Okay, <laughs> okay I sure will. Thank now, you.
0: thanks. Now,
2: please. What'd you say, Jeff? Say, well, I said, pl- please don't call in now and say, "Well, Jeff, it should be eight hundred dollars, or it should be $2,500. Right, right. Uh, come on, guys. It's a, it's a, it's a ballpark.
0: Right there, you go. Okay. Oh, I didn't. You know what? I wanted to mention this because it's it's really good news right now, or it's 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 important right now. April is National National Safe Digging Month. Uh, I spent all weekend this weekend, my wife decided that she wanted flower bushes everywhere. So she bought 30 of them or something like Mm -hmm. that. So every time she would put another one on the cart, I would say, that's another hole I have to dig, you know. And like the hardest things you'll do in home improvement are vertical things. Horizontal things are easy. If you're working out right beside yourself, that's easy. If you're working over your head or under your feet, that's where the labor really comes. So if you're digging, digging is a horrible thing that just wears you out. And working on a ceiling does about the same.
1: Have you thought about raised beds? That way you're not having to bend down.
0: You know, uh, my wife thought about that. I did not before I built them. Therefore, I pay the price of dug plants so that's what i did all the Was (laughs) dig holes but anyway it reminded me that april is national safe digging month
1: safe digging month
0: that's right uh failure to call 811 before digging causes damages every six minutes did you hear that Mm. that's crazy i've seen this too i've i've seen a post hole digger go straight into a gas line before it's crazy
1: Mm -hmm. oh so dangerous
0: by the way it's 811 is a free call guys it's it's free uh, the Federal uh, FCC declared April as National Safe Digging Month in 2005. It established 811 as the national number to call to have a utility lines properly marked. 811 program is provided at no charge and prevents the risk of outages and threats to life and property. Really, you can put a shovel in the ground and goof up a neighborhood. So you can. You really? I've seen it.
2: Look, look. look this is this is a fact. Uh, I'm not saying they 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 do it. They can do it if you hit something big enough. And what I mean by that, a big enough gas line. Now, if a contractor does it, it's automatic. You're getting fined. You're going to pay for the damage. Oh wow! A homeowner, a homeowner does it nine times out of ten. They're going to slap you on the hand because you're going to hit a phone line somewhere. Right. But they can't. They do have the ability to uh fine you very very um uh, with very very large fines wow so this is nothing to play with okay and, and you know just the simple danger you know hit a hit a gas line or hit a uh a utility line you right. could be injured uh, very badly
0: that's true All right, we've got a couple of folks on the line. We're going to get to them when we get back from our break. Time to take our first break of the hour. Today, between home improvement questions, we'll take a look at our April maintenance checklist and share tips for entering a home after a flood. If you've got any questions and want to join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Hybus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 877- MPB ring. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, uh, we're gonna go straight to the phone. Tom's on the line in Brandon working with smoke alarms. What's going on, Tom?
6: Well, the other night when we had that uh bad storm, my power went out. Uh mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the night it came back on and all six of my smoke alarms went <laughs> off. Of course of course I panicked and didn't know what was going on and you didn't uh, jump
0: out a window or anything, did you?
6: <laughs> my wife about threw me out the window uh <laughs> because I couldn't get that alarm off quickly, so I had to bring in the ladder and get up there and replace them all. Right. I mean, uh take out the battery and disconnect them all. So Wow. My my question is, I remember a previous show where you talked about replacing uh the smoke alarms uh after a number of years. Mm-hmm. I have AC wire in ionization smoke alarms. Uh before I go ahead and uh, reorder some new smoke alarms, is that true that uh after they've been there more than ten years now, uh is it true that I should uh, replace those smoke alarms? They they obviously they
1: worked pretty good when when
0: One the power time, came back yeah. on. um I would let our inspector answer that question who has a lot to deal with on there. I Pam? would
1: replace them if they're ten years old. I'd go ahead and replace them.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that's Good pretty enough. easy. And those, and those, honestly, and I'm sure you've done some shopping for that, but they're not terribly expensive uh, to replace the whole lot of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're well, about and 10 well, the thing you
1: want to keep in mind that those units, and now some of the newer ones are not like this, but the older ones. It will literally tell you that it's only good for seven years on smoke.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's a so smoke detector is, it, it, it'll say it. It'll say it right on the back of them. My, the, the ones we put in are, are good uh, up to 10 years. so okay. it, it is time to replace it, but make sure all of your smokes went off at the same time, and that's a good thing. So make sure that you get the smokes that... Uh, are are integrated together so when one goes off they all go off
0: right and that is and the not, point that's the point of a wired system yeah, in in yes. uh, for, for Look, a fire
2: I, I i know this is hard to believe i've done many many fires i did one a few years ago the house was on fire the homeowner did not even know that his house was on fire the neighbor knocked on the door and said hey there's smoke and flames coming out of your attic so wow it's it's a it's a it's a real deal guys it really is
0: okay so. all right tom's that help out
2: Dad? yeah that just gave me the confidence to go ahead and replace them there
0: I you appreciate go it. yes sir thank you <laughs> thank you all right got an email in from anna and uh this is this is a great email very interesting i don't know how this is going to end any experience painting vinyl windows I hate the color of these, especially next to the wall color I just painted. But I can't imagine it's an easy undertaking. Uh, undertaking to paint over them, would love to hear tips or tricks or advice. This is painting on vinyl. What do you guys think?
2: Um, I've got an opinion. Go for it. This 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 happened to me. Um, well, it happened to a homeowner, and uh-huh. then they hired us to fix it. Right. They hired. A- Went in to paint over wallpaper. They used uh, water-based paint.
0: Uh-huh.
2: About, um, I don't know, two or three days after he painted it, they started getting all kinds of bubbles in the wallpaper. Does anyone know
0: why? Moisture.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, from the paint.
2: That, that, that's right. You, you, you have to paint over your wallpaper with oil. And um, so... So yeah, there's there's a few things to investigate before you just start painting over wallpaper.
0: Okay, all right. Well, the, and the the, the, the
1: vinyl the windows releasing the
0: glue. Yeah. What are about the think, vinyl windows? Are we?
2: Yeah, the vinyl. Oh, I'm windows. sorry. I thought we were painting
0: uh, wallpaper. No, uh, vinyl windows. They they had just painted their uh, the interior walls, and now they want to paint the vinyl windows because they don't match the walls.
2: Oh, oh. Well, I guess y'all know how much I pay attention here, don't you?
0: Right, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. You Go back to your golf to game, you. man. Uh, I will get fired here in a minute. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Wait a minute.
0: Have have um, uh, Pam? Have you come across this? Have you ever tried painting vinyl window frames? I would think that would be quite difficult. Um,
1: I've not done. Well, I have experience painting a storm door, mm-hmm. and I also have experience painting my metal. Single pane windows. Right. Um, matter of fact, I'm in process of doing that now, where I took the storms off and I've and I'm scraping everything down, and I'm just going to spray paint them. Right. The problem you're going to run into in with the vinyl to your tile. Um, I say, painted say that my one... vinyl clad okay. um, storm door. I'm going to say 15 years ago because I wanted it was white and I wanted it to be black. So Mm -hmm. that because of the curb appeal on it, because it's on my front and I was real pleased with it. I mean, it's I've gotten a few scratches on it, you know, when I've had furniture coming in and out of the door. But it seems to have held up pretty good. I would be sure if you're going to do that is to visit with your paint folks. And the one thing I can think that's going to be a problem Mm -hmm. on a vinyl window is normally that window pane is in a frame, a vinyl frame. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to raise that window up and down, it's just going to scrape that paint right off.
0: Right. Okay. Well, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And, and I will say um, the, the, the vinyl that's used uh, is not necessarily receptive to paint. Um, there's going to need to be some prep here. Um, right. If you expect yeah. it to stay. And-
1: if you want it to stay. Now, if you're painting the inside, you might be golden. And, of course, this is so funny to me, but here in the South, you would think we would raise our windows more, but it's hot out there. It is. So we don't. It's <laughs> right. Just, yeah, you know, I don't raise my windows a whole lot. So yeah. I wasn't too worried about painting because it's not like it's going to be a moving window anyway. Now, right. let me say this. Don't you put that <laughs> paint on there and paint that window shut. Because now let's go back to our caller about the fire alarm. Right
0: now, we can't jump out <laughs> of the smoke house. Detector. Right.
1: You need to get out of the house. Right. So don't paint all your windows shut.
0: Just even though you just said that. Okay. Yes, I agree. Let's go to the phone calls real quick. Kathleen's on the line at <laughs> Osaka and she wants to tell me about planting plants.
7: Well, this was for you, Jason. Okay, well, Anybody I just went with that's the... Anybody that got a busy life or they're older or maybe have an injury or illness of some kind, this is a quick tip for per- curb appeal. When you are planning for the front or back, you get a plastic pot. Say if you get a 12-inch pot. You dig a hole and you put the pot in the ground. And all your little front landscaping angles or whatever... You get a 10-inch pot, sit it inside that, and all you do is you pull your gravel, or your mulch, or your bark over the lip. That way, from the road, it looks planted. My God, those people worked fast. Yesterday, it was twigs. Now, it's all flowers. Nice. So, when they start to fade, all you do is push the, the bark back, lift the pot, put it in the area if you want it to rehab, or put a new pot in there and change the whole color scheme.
0: Man, you thought a lot more about that, Kathleen, than I did. I just walked back to my shed and grabbed a shovel. I used to
7: manage a garden center at one time, so every little bit helps.
0: Right. (laughs) Try
7: it, Jason. It won't hurt your back as
4: bad.
0: Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate that. I know my back will. All right. Bye. (laughs) All right, number to call is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. It's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, that's how you get in touch with us. Again, 877 MPB Ring. It's 877 672 7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll continue our discussion after the break. We'll be back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ashy certified inspector at inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. You can also listen back to this show Saturday at 9. All right, so uh, let's go straight to the phone because we've got an answer on the line, guys. Victor is uh, is on the road this morning, and he can tell us how to paint some vinyl windows. What's going on, Victor?
3: Oh, we're having a ball. I, enjoy, I come to Mississippi once, sometimes twice a week, and I do everything I can to pick up your show because I really enjoy
0: it. Oh, good. <laughs> that's, that's,
3: is is it fun picking out the th-
0: Is it fun picking out the things that are wrong, or fun listening to things that are right?
3: Oh, I just enjoy listening to the conversations you have. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and sometimes, no. Sometimes I pick up some tips myself, oh, okay. especially about gar- especially about gardening. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the vinyl windows, Home Depot sells the paint, and it has a PVA in it. It's a polyvinyl acetate, and it bonds real good to vinyl. Really. And uh, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, what happened is I was painting some windows one time, and I kept painting them, and the paint kept peeling off. Right. And I said, "There's got to be a better way." So this friend of mine, he's a chemist. He said, "Well, you find something with a polyvinyl acetate in it, and the and the vinyl and the vinyl will bond." And I said, "Okay." So I did. It did. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow!
0: It's P. What did you say? PVA.
3: Yeah, it's polyvinyl acetate, but they just okay. call it PVA.
0: Okay, so and, look for uh, something with
3: it's
1: PVA in it. acetate.
3: Yeah.
0: That right. is awesome. Yes, thank you and very it, much.
3: And, and and it bonds. It bonds real good. The, the doors, the windows, anything that's got vinyl on it, uh, it'll bond to it.
0: That's fantastic. That's the first I've heard of that, Victor.
3: Anyway, you have yourself a great day, and y'all just keep talking because I enjoy listening. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> we
0: appreciate it. All right.
1: So... I'm wondering if polyvinyl acetate paint would work on tile. I'm sorry. Would polyvinyl acetate work on tile?
0: Uh, I don't think anybody or anything could because the polyvinyl acetate bonds to the uh, tile or to the vinyl, whereas tile is more of a ceramic or glass type product.
1: Okay, Mm. so now we need the chemists to come up with poly acetate.
0: Right. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's go to um, let's go, email here from Chris. Do that. Right, right. Okay, and this is a great question, Jeff. I know that you've run into this so far getting ready to rebuild my deck. And uh, he was talking about the price of lumber and he was going to he was kind of cooling off but decided to think about treks. And he said um, what's the price of Trex deck nowadays? Average or higher than normal? I'm in no hurry to build so I can wait if it's too high. But the the question being, and Jeff, I know you work with this, we know lumber has gone through the roof. Um, I bought a now get this, I bought a pressure treated two by four eight foot long board the other day, and it was almost nine dollars. Well, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I used to pay at most on the worst day four bucks for that. You know. So
2: You know, I think I think that Trex is about forty dollars a board, so it it may be very uh, very affordable now. You know, right. haven't
0: thought about it. well, what what um, it, would Trex be uh, affected by any of the the, the wood shortages that it, we've seen this it, year? It,
2: it sure should not, and uh, but there are so many rumors out there why the lumber is the way it is, right?
0: But so, someone could truly uh, consider treks these days if they're building a deck because sure, the prices sure. have changed. That's
2: right. That's yeah. right. And, and and I honestly think we're going to see uh, some serious things happen in the lumber industry here in the next few weeks.
0: Well, I hope so, because, you know, I had to take out a loan to go buy a board the other day. That gets That's old.
2: Right. That's
1: right. You think it's coming down or going up, Jeff?
0: No,
2: I think it's coming down. I think oh, there's some... Um, Stuff. I don't, I don't. I don't want to talk too much because I really don't know the facts. Right. But I do know that a lot of AGs in the in the entire country looking at the at the price of lumber right now.
0: Interesting. Okay. Hey, that's fun to follow, right there. I got to follow.
1: Right. <laughs> okay. I looked up on uh, online. It talks about the difference. If you want to compare your costs, you can put in tracks versus wood, uh-huh. and they're showing on the composite. You're looking at thirty to forty five per square foot on wood, 15 to 25 per square foot. Now, I don't know if this has been updated. Right.
0: Right. I don't know if it's been updated because, like I said, I bought one board for $9, and it's a very common, like I said, 2 by 4 pressure-treated board. You know, you can't build a fence without one of these things, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, I was just floored about how much it was. But, you know.
2: I can tell you this. I can buy three-quarter cdx plywood cheaper than i can buy osb
0: huh yeah okay
2: there's something wrong somewhere
0: yeah yeah all right so um uh, another email here we go pam i know you've done this before so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and give this to you before i get into it i have a galvanized steel mailbox that i want to paint i did this before without researching paint options uh it all peeled off so I'm asking for experts. systems is so much like the vinyl one, only galvanized steel. Um, have you, Pam, I assume you've painted galvanized steel. Cause I'm sure you've got this around you all over the place.
1: I paint everything. You paint. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I, I'm kind of weird. I love to paint. Right. And so, and the thing about paint, you put it up there, you don't like it. Just paint it again. That's true. Um, but I've painted my mailbox. I showed sure it. Right. And um they painted it.
0: Galvanized steel doesn't have any problem with paint, does it? Or or was this guy this person probably using the wrong paint, maybe? Probably
1: using the wrong paint. And I tell you, paint is like light bulbs right now. You go into the big box store, uh-huh. you don't spend hours just looking at all right.
0: your options. Yeah. Agreed. I just
1: want a light bulb. That's all I want. (laughs) But you go into the paint. I noticed the other day I went in to go, you know, to kind of look around because I hang out in the paint section. Well, I've been painting my fence too. Right. I had to make sure I got the right thing. But you can stand in just the spray paint area. And there's every kind of paint known to man. You can spray paint your grill, you can spray (laughs) paint your outside furniture. You can spray paint your storm doors. You can spray paint your mailbox. Right. And there will be a product specifically for that application. And I've I've done it. I've taken that little mailbox I've had out there for 25 years. And every once in a while, I'll look over and it's like, oh, it's time to paint it again. And I'll just get some spray paint.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've got uh, some galvanized uh, stuff in my backyard that I've painted and and I've never had the paint peel off, but I I don't try it either. Like I don't there's no application in which I have to scratch it in any reason or anything of that nature. But I think the paint will come off if I did scratch it.
1: Well, you have to be careful on your on your mailbox too because your door goes up and down and it'll scrape. If you don't get the right thing, it's going to scrape the paint off right there at the front.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right, folks, number to call is 877 MPB ring. That's 877 672 7464. And uh, we talked about uh, some proper things for spring and uh, coming into the show. One of the things I wanted to ask about is water runoff and drainage. Uh, Jeff, if you were to come and stand in my backyard, you would notice that there is not an inch of fall away from my home and Uh moving that water is difficult because you have to build an incline of some sort in order to make the water move have you run into this uh a lot have you had to deal with it and what do you what do you do for it when somebody's sitting on a flat piece of land we,
2: we see it all the time typically there you're going to have to put in uh you know some sort of subsurface drain french drain or something right you know the reason for that is, uh, dirt dirt's expensive. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: so the more dirt you put on your pad, the higher you get your house, the more, the more it costs. Cool. So that's that's what the drainage issues.
0: Okay, all right, um, yeah, because I cannot figure out how to move the water from one side of my house to the other without fall. Of course, yeah,
2: you're you're probably going to put a you're probably going to put a, a a drain in,
0: right okay
1: yeah dig down and then you got to figure out where it's going to discharge that's the big thing on a flat lot going towards if you've got a drainage culvert on the street right you might be able to put it into that subsurface right but you can put in all kinds of drains but if there's not a way for the water to get out of the drain all you're doing is creating a little moat
0: yeah and uh that's something that we're looking at where i am (laughs) is going to be something to to deal with. Okay, let's uh, let's go to Mikey Immobile. She's, uh, she's got a painting tip for us. What's going on, Mikey?
5: Hey, um, painting girl, especially. You know. Hello, painting girl, I should say. Um, because, hey, I'm like you. If I can throw a rug over it, all the be better, right? You know, mm-hmm. at least temporarily. Um, but, and this is something that I essentially threw a rug over on um, my very old um, on this particular place, um, kitchen floor, vinyl kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a, a, even a half-decent eye, look for fingernail polishes, particularly when they are um, reduced. And remember, you can mix them like you mix any other paint. And you can apply them like a painter, To places where there are deep gouges, deep scrapes, whatever.
0: Did you say nail polish, Mikey?
5: That's right, like fingernail stuff, you know? In fact, right now I've got a green thumb just to entertain the people in the stores that I go to, okay? There you go. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you all enjoy it, and thank you. I hope this is payback for some of the wonderful information you all have given me. Okay, thank, thank you. you.
0: <laughs> Appreciate it.
1: Hey, my, and and I need to to follow up with Mikey. I actually had a divot in my, um in my, uh, no, Leno- it's not, Anyway, in my pergo floor. Uh-huh. And so I used clear polish, went right over it and it just created a, um, a solid surface. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Really? And I'm also going to use Fingernail polish? It. There's a fingernail polish, just clear finger, fingernail polish. Now I'm sure I could have gotten a color, but I just went with the clear.
0: Right.
3: And
1: so it doesn't continue to delaminate or cause any issues. Um, I cannot and
0: believe you heard... didn't get a color. I'm just, I'm disappointed
1: i know i just i know i was being boring that day i was probably right. in a hurry and i don't buy if you've seen my hands we don't put polish on these nails right. um so if i'm gonna buy fingernail polishes for something totally different
0: <laughs>
1: than the intended use but you can also put that on a chip on your car
0: Ooh, really fingernail polish
1: fingernail polish yeah okay yeah i got that straight from the um To the auto place, because I had a little ding in the top of my pickup. It's on the top. You can't see it. And he said, just go get you some finger polish and put
0: it on there. And I was like, okie dokie. If someone told me I couldn't see it, I'd say, well, then I ain't worried about it. Mm
1: -mm, Well, I just don't want it to keep growing.
0: All right, right, it's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
4: I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpvonline.org.
0: This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibas, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Wow, it's uh, been a big day so far, and I want to go ahead and start again. Um, uh, Jeff, this is right in your wheelhouse, okay? Email from Andy. Andy says The fan above my stove is too loud. Is it possible to replace the fan and motor without replacing the entire hood? If yes, what do I buy? The fan in my condo is 30 years old. Um, Jeff, do you want to take a crack at it?
2: Mm. Mm, no. 30-year-old <laughs> 30, 30 Vena Hood. I'm not putting any more money in it.
0: No. Okay. All right. So no. if, if, let me ask you this. All right. For those that are listening that have never even thought about this, this guy has a Vena Hood. Uh, 30 years old, in a condo. I'm going to assume that this is a, quote, standard size because it's a condo. and I'm sh- sure the kitchen is not tremendous. So uh, are there standard size vena hoods, Jeff? Well, there's nothing standard
2: in the building industry. Right. But it is probably a 36-inch vena hood. Okay. Uh, now, there's a couple schools of thought any any vent hood that really works is going to be loud so oh. how to combat that you can get a inline motor so what you have you have a small motor at the at the cooking surface
5: mm-hmm.
2: and, then, and then you have an inline motor that's up you know in the pipe somewhere right so when you turn when you turn your switch on, the, the inline motor comes on as well, and typically you won't hear that one.
0: Okay, all right, uh, and that will make uh, that will make it so that the first line of defense isn't as loud. I'm assuming. That, that's right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you
2: know, because what 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 we're doing, you know, we're 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 trying to suck the smoke out, and 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 in doing that, it's going to be noisy.
0: Right, and I can't imagine 30 years of cooking is going to leave the current vena hood in any sort of shape that you'd even want to touch or do anything. Yeah,
2: like I said, I'm I'm changing that one out.
0: Okay. All right, Pam, any thoughts? I mean,
1: you can get them where they're, well, yeah, (laughs) vena hoods. Uh. (laughs) We've we Oh
2: But we've made Um, advancements in 30 years, too.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's some advances. And then, you know, if you're in a condo, is it a recirculating vent or is it venting out? Right. Are you cooking with gas or electric? Because if you're working with gas, if you cook with gas and you have a recirculating vent, all you're doing is pushing all that moisture up to your ceiling. That's all you're doing. Because every time you burn gas, you get water. So it would depend. You got to ask yourself those questions. What am I venting? And then if you have a um, an electric one and you want to put in a, a recirculating vent hood, then you're fine. And in a condo, that was what what I was thinking. So what kind of condo is it? Is it a condo that's in the middle of a building, or is right. it a condo that's side by side? You know, does it have venting or is it just a recirculating? Right. So there's some things that you can think about. But I think as far as replacing one, if it's a recirculating mm-hmm. vent a hood, they're not expensive, and that's not a hard project. Right. However, if it is venting out, now you've got to think about the things that Jeff just said because right. you got to make sure whatever it is that you're venting out gets out. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone into older properties and they have a vent a hood. And I'm looking at that roof, and I'm going, "Well, where's the vent?" And right. it's not there. So then I get in the attic, and I was like, "Oh, there it is." So they've been venting all that cooking stuff, Ugh. all that smoke, and all that grease, and right. all that water. And so, and it's nasty up there. <laughs>
0: Onto their attic insulation. Yes,
1: yeah. it's just gross because they've been, you know, unless right. they've been taking the kids to McDonald's, or you know, right. but, so you know, and they're not cooking a lot. But if you cook a lot, you just created kind of a problem.
0: Whenever I, would, so you, yeah, I got this. I got this email in uh, from Andy about this, and my first thought, as a as a Southerner, I grew up with my grandmother had one of these hoods that, that uh, you know, they fried a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. so the Vinahood was not a a happy place necessarily. It was kind of like you know it was like a almost an industrial tool. To get rid of uh the all the friedness of the kitchen.
1: Well and, and, and it, Jason the, but I the Vena Hood client, would get but, funky. Yeah, I guess well, I'm working with a client right now. We're doing some mold remediation on this on this particular house, and so we're looking everywhere where there are problems. And I was over there the other day and uh the folks that are doing the remediation, they said, look at this. And we had taken they took the grill off of the vena hood uh-huh. and there's a piece of cardboard behind it.
0: Uh so it was it left been- from from when they installed it or something like that.
1: Who knows where it came from, but it ain't been venting nothing. <laughs>
0: it's just <laughs> How fabulous.
1: <laughs> and you want to talk about disgusting. It was just so gross. Hang on, Jay, so- you're going to say something
0: about Venta hoods. I'm
8: I've, I've been trying to get mine replaced in my kitchen uh-huh. for the better part of 4 months. Really? Yes, I have a, you know, have the home the, the home appliance insurance thing, right? That I pay like fifty five dollars a month for or right. something like that, <laughs> and I uh, already paid the seventy five dollar premium for the guy to come pull the lo- the other one out, and it seems like it was I don't know two September eighty eight at right. this point, and man, everybody's looking for the part. I feel like I could go to the Ace, a quarter uh-huh. mile from my house, talk to Earl, you right. know, or Cliff, or whichever one, right. and they would find it in like two seconds. And it would be like, I don't know, $10. Right. And I could go go home, find a YouTube video, and install it and be done with it.
5: Uh-huh. But
8: in the meantime, well, I've well, paid $75 for the guy to uninstall it. And I've paid $55 per month for four months for them to tell me that they can't find it anywhere. Right. And then eventually, <laughs> well, eventually, they'll install it.
1: It's stuck on the boat in the Suez Canal.
2: Right, yeah. It must be. It's on the... Uh, well, hey, listen, I, I can tell... Uh, I can tell y'all something. It's, it's probably true um, that they cannot find it. Now, why can't we find it? That's a total another subject. But I said this on the show a few weeks ago. There's a, a product called a Roman tub valve.
0: A Roman we, tub valve? It, do, they, do you yeah, like so, this thing?
2: No, no. It's, it's, it's your valve that mounts on the deck of your tub, so you can put your trims on. We have a lot of houses right now that do not have those valves. You cannot get a Roman tub valve. Nowhere. Huh. Not, not not just Jackson, Mississippi. Nowhere. Wow. Can you get a Roman tub valve? Huh. Real. Uh, no, there a real-
1: is a product shortage. I mean, trying to find this stuff right now is...
2: And see, here's oh. the thing. Here's the thing that just irks me. Because the first thing they'll tell you, oh, it's COVID. Yeah. yeah. We use that excuse for everything now. Oh,
1: it's, <laughs> it's on its way.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it, guys. <clears throat> we made it through a it's whole hour, quick. almost. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was engineered by Mr. Jay White. Our call screener was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program with the guy who's running this program, Jay White, in Day 10. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.